All right, we're live. Episode two of the Hydro and Co. podcast. This time we're missing, we're missing one. Uh, B. Rich had some things he had to do tonight, and we wanted to get this video out during the All Star break before the All Star game, so we could really talk about the All Star game in our next episode. So, Kendall, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Big Hydro. How are you? Oh, living the dream, man. Um, I think that's the funny thing about this is like I just saw Kendall. As soon as we started this, essentially. So as soon as I pressed record, was pretty much the first time I talked to Kendall today. So when I say, how are you doing? It's pretty genuine because I haven't talked to you essentially all day. So um, Still trying to recover from that heartbreaking loss the Orioles took today. We whooped some ass. Uh, Matt Carpenter for MVP. I'm just going to go ahead and start that now. Um, well, the Orioles are back to 500, so I don't know. We're still in a good spot compared to what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, but I think it, uh, today is going to be an episode that, uh, for me, I think is fun. I know you and you're going to enjoy it just because out of oh, the yeah. three of us, we're the biggest football fans. So um, we're going to be talking about the NFL season coming up. I mean, it's pretty close. Preseason's less than a month away, really, right? Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> We have a. We're gonna piss a lot of people off in this episode. Um, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to. Yeah, so we have our predictions for every single team in the league this year. Uh, we're gonna talk about why we predicted who, and then we're gonna follow that up with a quarterback tier list to really uh, double down on some of our um, some of our selections there. So we're gonna start with the AFC West, Kendall. That's your division. Uh, wearing yes, the Raiders sir. hat. Yeah. Uh, Got to. And then we'll move down the list, and uh, we'll we'll go from we'll go from there. So, Kendall, take it away, buddy. All right, I tried to be as least biased as possible, but obviously everybody's got their favorite teams. Mine's obviously the Raiders, so there's going to be some bias there, I know. But I tried to be as least biased as possible. I've got obviously I'm going to have the Raiders winning the division. I got us going twelve and five. Devontae Chandler Jones, two great pickups. Chargers, 11-6, and six, one game below us again. J.C. Jackson, Clomac, two great pickups. I think Justin Herbert will probably take a step up. <clears throat> and then I've got the Broncos and the Chiefs both going 10-7. and seven. I think all four teams in this division are really good. It can end up either way. That's just how I'm feeling. I was obviously going to take the Raiders to win. They're my favorite team. So that's how I got it. Um, so me following up that, you're going to lock my lock mine. Um, I have the Raiders running the division. There you go. Uh, I have y'all going fourteen and three. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my I gosh! Have, I have y'all even beating the Saints, which is my favorite team. Um, I just looking at strength of schedule as I was going through it, I was just like, man, like I can see a, a lot of these being wins. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with injuries and stuff, but I your know. team was really well. So, it's solid team last year. The interior line's really good on both sides of the ball, so. Uh, and following them up, I have the Chargers going 13 and four, uh, you know, really close. Um, I think they're the most well rounded team in that division. I think they're the most balanced team from top to bottom. Um, you know, they definitely don't have some of the star power as the Raiders might have or the Chiefs might have, but at every position, they have a serviceable player and then they have stars at some of those positions too. So I think, Oof. like, I think you said, like you said, Herbert's going to take a step up, stuff like that. Uh, I got KC going nine and eight. I was I was kind of torn there. I had them nine and eight, ten and seven. 
the defense is one injury away from being dog shit. Um, they're not that they don't have a whole lot of depth. Uh, their lines the same way on the offensive side. Receivers are not the best. Uh, it's all on Mahomes. Um, you want to talk about you know Aaron Rodgers having to carry his team coming into this year? I would say Kansas City's in a similar situation. So very similar. And at the very bottom, I have the Broncos going six and eleven. I don't think oh, it's because wow. they're bad. It's just they're going to be really good on the offensive side of the ball, but I think they're going to struggle defensively. And they're going to play in a lot of shootouts. And some of those teams, I feel like if there's a team that has a similar offense to them in terms of firepower, they're going to lose. Um, I could say it. I mean, all these teams, we got to we got to sit here and play each other all twice. We just sit here and beat up on each other. I don't know. But I agree. I think out of the four teams, I would say the Broncos, a lot of people like to hype them up. I would say they're probably the least talented, but I think – I think Russ might come in and do some good things, unfortunately. But I've got him 10 and 7, but I'm glad that you have him going 6 and 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AFC North. You want me to go first on this one? Yeah, you can go first. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I have the Ravens bouncing back in this division, winning it again. Uh, they had a lot of injuries last year. I think they just they they're healthy this year. Hopefully they can stay healthy in this offseason. Got them going eleven and six and win another division. A uh, little bit of a hot take here that we'll touch on later. Hopefully, we do our playoff predictions too after this. But I have the Bengals, Steelers, and Browns all three going nine and eight. I think that that division is kind of similar to ours. I think all the teams are pretty on the same level, except for maybe the Steelers. But I have them still going nine and eight because Mike Tomlin always figures out ways to win games. I don't know how he does it, but he does. And whether people want to admit it or not, a Mitchell Trubisky currently is just as good or bad, whatever whatever term you want to call it, as Big Ben was last year. I don't think they lost much at quarterback. So I got those three teams going nine and eight. I would have the Browns being better, but I think Deshaun gets suspended for at least six games. That's why I've only got them nine and eight. Okay. So. For me, I have the Bengals winning the division at 14 and three as well. Um, you know, offensively, they've gotten <clears> probably <throat> even more rounded than they were last year. Their line's a lot better. Um, it's going to allow Joe Mixon to open up in the run game a lot more. It's going to give Joe more time, and it's going to give, you know, receivers like Tyler Boyd, who might be more of a route runner and not a speedster, time to get open. Um, yeah. And then on the defensive side, man, they're not that bad on defense. Corner's probably their biggest their biggest uh, hole. I mean, Eli Apple. But <laughs> that enough not, said. Mike Hilton and Ouzier is not that bad of a corner. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be really good. I think they'll be able to outscore most teams anyway, and their defense will be able to force some turnovers. Yeah. Uh, I got the Ravens going 13-4. and four. Uh, I think they turn – they. Come around two. Uh, I said that Lamar and J.K. Dobbins might go one and two in rushing this year um, because they have no one to throw the fucking ball to besides Mark Andrews. True. Um, and I think the defense is going to keep them in the majority of their games, and I think they're going to be one of those really big teams that goes out very early in the playoffs. They're going to meet a really good defense, contain Lamar. He's not going to be able to throw the ball much because Mark Andrews is going to be double teamed all year long. Um, Rashad Bateman, unless he just becomes, 
you know, that the next guy, then you really only have one weapon to worry about, and it's Mark Andrews and Lamar running. Um, yep. Underneath them, so I have the Steelers going 5-12. and 12. Uh, I think it's going to be a quarterback carousel kind of year. I feel like they're going to switch it up a lot. Um, I feel like this is worst-case scenario. I think Mitch could very well go and be good, and they go like a 9-8, and eight, like you said, but this is my worst-case scenario. I think the defense is going <clears> to <throat> win them most of those games, and I think they're going to compete a lot, especially in the division, but they're just going to get unlucky and they're going to get hurt because they're a lot older than most teams, and – Najee's not going to be able to carry him the whole way. Uh, and then I have the Browns going th- three and 14. Um, you think Deshaun's going to get suspended the whole year? Yeah. That's yeah. with Deshaun being suspended the whole year. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is going to be able to take him there. Um, <clears throat> but I also think their wide receiver room is thin. So I think even with Watson, you know, I think it's like a Texans year where a 10 and six, nine and eight, or nine and seven is one of those years. You know, the Texans' best year with Deshaun, I think, is the ceiling for the Browns. Uh, But their defense will help them a lot. And uh, I just really don't see how the Browns win more than five games without Brissett, so without Watson. Yeah, I would – I will say that I think anything that we're going to say could happen or anywhere in the AFC because – the AFC, especially those two divisions we just touched on, the West and the North, those are two loaded divisions. And the AFC is just so much – it's so much deeper and more loaded than the NFC than I've ever seen. Like, the AFC is more scaled than the NFC. Yeah, I would agree. So, the only reason I have some of these teams 9-8 and eight is because they're going to have to just sit here and play all the rest of the teams. And I, I was just going through the schedules on my phone, and that's just how it ended up. I just think that they're just going to sit there and just keep beating each other. Yeah, so I'll go first on this one, AFC South. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of the same this year with this division. I think the Colts will win it, uh, but it's really going to be based on what Matt Ryan we get. Are we going to get a 2016 Matt Ryan that, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, or are we going to get a Matt Ryan that, you know, we, we all know he's in mobile, he's a pocket passer, or they, they have the line to protect him, uh, so I think that's what's going to be the thing is he's going to be protected. He's going to take calculated risks. He's going to work his way down the field. He's going to let Jonathan Taylor go to work, and they're just going to play really sound, fundamental football all year long. They're going to be consistent. And I think that was the biggest problem with Carson was they had all the tools, but they didn't have that quarterback that was more conservative and didn't take the risks that Carson does. And I think Matt Ryan, you know, He's going to be able to stay conservative, and at the end of games, when it gets close and they need to make a comeback, Matty Ice, I've seen him carve up the Saints so many times in the fourth quarter. It's not even funny. So I think he'll be very good, and their defense is phenomenal. Uh, Their (laughs) defense is definitely their strong suit, I think. The Colts' defense is going to be a good unit this year. Uh, Right behind them at 10-7, and I have the Titans. I think they're going to compete. They're good at corner with Christian Fulton. They have a lot of speed at linebacker. Um, they're going to be able to cover really well. I think that they're going to they're going to have a harder time getting pressure interiorly and stopping the run. But I feel like they're going to be able to guard the pass a lot better. Um, and then their offense hasn't really changed much. Uh, it's, you take away AJ Brown, um, so 
They they have one less receiver, but they run the ball so much anyway. A decent route runner is going to be able to take three-fourths of the targets that A.J. Brown had. Um, and it's just one of those things. It's a system. It, it works well. Verbal has a great system, and they're going to win 10 games, and they're going to be a wild-card team probably. And then you have the Jags or at 6-11. and 11, I think, you know, this is the first year of new coach. It's time to kind of set their foot in the ground. I, don't, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I think they're going to win more. Uh, I think they have the opportunity to win even more than six games. But it's just going to be one of those things where growing pains. You know, if I look at it, I don't, I don't consider last year Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. There's too much going on. This is his true rookie year. Let's see what you can do. You have the whole year. Uh, this is the time to test and see what step they can take. I know how I look at it too. Uh, and then finally, I have the Texans t- at two and fifteen. Uh, I think they have a lot of upside. Uh, Davis Mills is not the long-term answer. Um, he's an average quarterback at best. Uh, yeah, they're going to struggle to score. Brandon Cooks is really their only offensive weapon, and their defense is going to give a lot of points up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my AFC South, I also have the Colts winning. I have them at ten and seven. Um, think Jonathan Taylor has another monster year. Defense is great. Uh, me personally, I think at Matt Ryan's this stage of his career, I think he's. I mean, I think he's a little bit of an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but I don't necessarily think it's by that much. Like I think later in our quarterback tier list, they're probably him and Wentz one tier apart like it's an up Matt Ryan's an upgrade but I don't know if it's enough to really make them into a great team but I still have them as a good team winning that division then I'm not very high on the Titans this year sorry tag if you're watching but um I got them going seven and ten I think last year they just kind of towards the, the back half of their schedule they were beating a lot of bad teams when it looked like their schedule was a little harder this year um I think Derrick Henry still has a good year if he stays healthy, if he don't get hurt. But losing A.J. Brown, I think, was a good – a pretty good loss right there for him. Traylon Burks is good. Like, I think he's going to be good, but he's not going to come in right away his rookie year and be A.J. Brown. He's just not. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think at the same time you could also sit there and be like, I think Traylon Burks is the best receiver in this draft. Uh, and I think people are going to expect him like, oh, if he is, like let's see if he has this Jamar Chase type of year and – it's just not going to happen. No, it ain't. They run the ball too much. <clears throat> and then I think if pretty much when you play the Titans, you stack the box, and then on obvious passing situations, Traylon Burks is already going to be seeing double teams because he's the only weapon in that offense. But I think I kind of agree with you on the Jags. I'm looking at this. Last year was a horrible situation for the Jags, and especially Trevor Lawrence. He lost ETN before the season even started, his college buddy. Uh, he had the worst NFL coach we've ever seen in Urban Meyer. That was a complete bust, just a joke. And then that team was just kind of dysfunctional. They had players running routes like this, running into each other when the receivers would just fall down. Like, I don't know what people expect Trevor Lawrence to do about that. I, I still like Trevor Lawrence. I'm a believer. I think he still is going to be a good quarterback in, in the NFL. But this year, I think they're going to be slightly 
better than what people think. I think they're going to be competitive at five and twelve. I think you had them at six and eleven. Yep. I just I just think they lose a lot of close games. I think they're going to be very competitive. They went out and spent a lot of money this offseason too. Whether it was money well spent or not, they no. still spent it. Uh, and then Christian I had the Kirk. Yeah, no, that was a joke. But hey, it's still something. I mean, he's uh, he can help them, but he's just not worth what they gave him. But I think the Texans are going to go two and fifteen. I have them as just a complete joke, kind of just people just pounding on them all year, kind of kind of a free win if you see the Texans on your schedule this year. Yeah. Just going to be a hundred percent honest. I don't see how it changes anytime soon. The organization is just in such a place where unless they bring in a whole new GM and McNair steps back and it lets a culture get developed, it won't be it won't be right until the team sells. No. They don't they don't have their quarterback for the future yet either. Davis Mills is not it, so they're gonna have to find that and then once they find that it'll take two or three years to develop him before they're even ready to go. So they, the Texans still have a long way to go with that. All right. So my favorite division to talk about in the AFC is AFC East. Um, I'm very passionate about some of these teams <clears throat> in a positive and negative way. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start this one and then we'll let you start the next one. Right. Um I have Buffalo Bills going 13 and 4. Um someone's going to have to step up behind Diggs and be that number 2. Um whether that be Isaiah McKenzie, Jay Crowder or Khalil Shakir, like one of the three is going to have to step up and I think they will. I think Jameson possibly, Crowder uh, possibly Gabriel Davis too. Yep. I think Jameson Crowder's speed, his ability to get deep down the field, Josh Josh Allen's going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, defense is set to be good. You know, they have a really good pass rush on paper, and they have arguably the best safety duo in the league. So, moving on from them, I have in second, I have the Dolphins at nine and eight. Um, the offense is set to have a great year around Tua or Teddy. I really think there is a, a potential outcome where Teddy becomes the starter at some point in the year. I, I think if Tua starts to struggle, I think Teddy's right there ready to take over. And I think they can win games with either quarterback if Tua plays up to his potential or if Teddy has to come in and we know what we get from Teddy. I think they can win games. Um, defense has proven to be good, but I was reading an article actually this morning. So Josh Byer is the new defensive court. It's not the new defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, but it was the defensive coordinator on paper last year. Um, mm-hmm when Flores was calling plays. So for the first half of the year when the Dolphins defense was absolute dog shit, it was when Byer was calling plays. And right around midseason, Flores took over the play calling and it got a lot better. So apparently a lot of the players inside that locker room don't trust Josh Byer's play calling and they think the scheme just doesn't work. So I think they might have a problem with the players getting bought into the defensive scheme because they didn't bring in a whole lot of new people on defense. So that could be the reason that they lose some games. They might have to outscore a lot of teams. And so you're, I bet you're, so I don't have the Pats in last, but I do only have them winning five games. Um, 
you better hope Cole Strange is the next Quentin Nelson because if not, that offense is just fucked. Um, they have good tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny. But, I mean, you kind of saw what happened when they were the focal point of the offense anyway. They're never on the fucking field at the same time. It seems like they're always on one or the other. You know, you go three wide with some shitty receivers, and Mac Jones doesn't have a whole lot to work with. Uh, their running back room is mediocre. Um, they just – they don't have – they don't have the skills to win a whole bunch of games. They have a tough schedule. You know, they run the 3-4 on defense, and outside of Matthew Judon and uh, their other outside linebacker, their two middle guys, combined only had like 50 tackles this year, this last year. So they're going to struggle on inside linebacker. They're going to struggle at corner. They just don't have what it takes to win, especially in their own division. Uh Buffalo is going to be good. I think they beat them twice. I think Miami beats them twice. I could see Jets splitting with them. And then outside of that, they play some really tough games. So moving beyond that, I have the Jets uh, at 3-14. and 14. Uh, I think Zach Wilson just ends up not being it. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to take a step up. You know, you have Beckton, McGovern, Elijah Tucker. Like, they're building that line, and it's getting there. And I think that Zach's going to get time, and I think Zach's going to waste it, and he's not going to do anything with it. Um, defense will be better. You know, Rob Sala, like, he's going to get the most out of his guys. I think it's just going to be a really frustrating year, a lot of close losses. The division's at its best right now. Um, you know, I think I see them taking one game from the Pats and losing the rest of their divisional games. So... It's going to be a tough year. I think if the Jets hold on and they don't let Salah go after year two, which they do go three and 14, it's kind of hard to do. But I feel like if they just hold on for another year, uh, that they could figure it out. They have the pieces. They might just be a quarterback away. Maybe. <clears throat> okay. So – I also have the Bills going 13-4. and four. I think that they are going to be a very, very, very strong candidate, and a lot of people pick them in their Super Bowl. I think they're going to be a very good team. Josh Allen is just going to be Josh Allen. Defense is going to be about the same, an elite defense, like you said. <clears throat> it, the only thing, kind of what you said, I just feel like I'm repeating you, but they need just if they can get a receiver – Number two to step up, then they'll be in great shape. They're a very good team. Then I have the rest of this division. You might be surprised. I have the rest of the teams in this division kind of underperforming. I have the Pats finishing second at seven and ten. I I will say I don't think they have very much talent, but I think and they lost Josh McDaniels, their offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of the Raiders. Um I think that Bill Belichick alone can get this team four wins. So, really, I'm giving the talent about three. So, I think they're – the roster isn't that great. But Bill Belichick is, can get them some wins. So, I got them seven and ten. And then I am nowhere near as high on the Dolphins as a lot of people are. I have them at six and 11. I just think Tua is not it. He can't – even if you have Tyreek Hill – 
Jalen Waddle. You know, he, he can't get the ball down the field to him. So their offense is going to consist of running and slants and screens. It's going to look a lot like a high school offense. And I just think that's very predictable. I think it's I think it's going to look a little bit like what you were seeing with the Saints towards the end of Drew Brees' career, like he just could not push the ball down the field. I think it's going to look a lot like that. And even with Teddy, Teddy doesn't really have the strongest of arms either, but I think with the pieces around the quarterback, with Waddle Hill, Jaseki, I think Teddy gives him a better chance to win. But I think the job is to us until he proves to them that he can't lead them, which could be at any point. It could be week two. It could be week 15. I don't know. But I'm not high on the Dolphins, 6-11. and 11. And then Jets, 4-13. and 13. I've seen some people on TikTok that are real high on them. I'm not. I There's just too many great AFC teams. that They're one of the bottom three. It's the Jets, the Texans, and the Jags. They're the worst three teams in the AFC. Other than that, the other 13 teams I could possibly see making the playoffs, even the Dolphins. Even though I'm not high on them, I could see the Dolphins doing better, proving me wrong and making the playoffs, but there's no chance with the Jets. Zach Wilson's not it. He looked like a, I don't know, a deer in the headlights trying to read defenses last year. He's just running around, running for his life, trying to just throw up prayers, it seemed like. So I don't think he's the answer either. Um, I will say, though, like the Jets draft was so good this year. Uh, it was. They had a multitude of picks. But I think that shows that, like, if you're a Jets fan, like, Okay, my team's drafting the right pieces. It's just it's going to take time to kind of come together. Yeah. So you don't you can't have a good teams don't just have a good NFL draft and then all of a sudden they're a good team. Like people have to realize that, especially like I said on TikTok. Like I've seen people say the Jets could push and make the playoffs. I there's no way that happens. Yeah. All right. So AFC it's pretty set. I think we agreed on Every single team to win the division except for the AFC North. You have the Ravens winning. I have the Bengals winning. So, yeah. Which um, I think in that division, anything could happen. Yeah. So, moving on, we got the NFC side now. So, NFC South, uh, or no, NFC West. Okay. <clears throat> NFC West, I've got the Rams winning it. Super Bowl champions. They're, they got even better. They signed Allen Robinson. Uh, Bobby Wagner, you know, they they pretty much just reloaded. They're still probably the best roster top to bottom in football. They're ready to go. They're going to win that division 13-4. But I have very close right behind them. A lot of people want to pick the Cardinals. I personally have the 49ers at 12-5. and five. I think they took a lot of tough losses last year, and they were a better team than what the record showed in the playoffs. They were like, what, 10-7 and seven heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah, I think I think there are a couple wins better than that. So I got them at twelve and five. <clears throat> um I got the Cardinals at nine and eight. Uh I think D Hop losing Christian Kirk, I should start with that. Losing Christian Kirk was a, a loss. It might not be a huge loss, but it is a loss, especially when D Hop suspended for six games. So I don't even know who Kyler Murray is going to throw to other than Marquise Brown the first six games. So people are just going to sit on that. And I just – I feel like I see the Cardinals having a frustrating year, even losing Chandler Jones on defense. Their their defense is probably going to take a step back. I have – I see them having kind of a up and down nine and eight year, kind of frustrating. And then 
the Seahawks at two and fifteen. I think they're going to be. They're pretty much tanking. Like Drew Locke, quarterback, he's not going to do anything in that division. So they're. I think they're going to be bad. DK Metcalf, I don't think will be a Seahawk by mid-year. Tyler Lockett might not. Like they just lost too many pieces. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, just too many people they lost. I think they're just going to be a dysfunctional team this year. Yeah. Uh, so with mine. I have Los Angeles and Arizona tying at 12 and 5, but LA being the, the winner of the division. Uh, like you said, I think LA has gotten better, um, but I don't think it's going to translate into the same win total as they have. I think with Arizona and San Francisco being ready to roll, like I have them being, it's going to make it a lot harder for them to win games inside of the division. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time, unless you're Tom Brady, the year after a Super Bowl never tends to be what you want it to be. Um, and that's the same problem that the Bengals might have. Super Bowl hangovers exist. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles until now, essentially. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so I have Arizona at 12-5. and five. I think that receiver that is going to take over uh, behind Marquise Brown those first six weeks – I think A.J. Green's going to get some targets, but I think Rondell Moore is going to be that guy. I think it's time for Rondell Moore to come out, oh, Kentucky kid. Uh, one of my one of my good buddies uh, played with Rondell Moore. So I think Rondell Moore could come out and really take out, do really well for those first six weeks until D-Hop gets back. Um, speedster. They have a, the Cardinals have a hard schedule, too, from what I was looking at. I remember them as a team specifically that had a hard schedule. Yeah. Uh, and I think the defense will be serviceable, but I think it's going to be the offense to win some, a lot of games. It's going to be high scoring. Uh, I think same with the – the Rams are going to have the high scoring, but the defense to back it up, too. Yeah. And then I have San Francisco at 10-7. and 7. I think the, the whole quarterback scenario is going to be – an issue. I don't see Jimmy G being a 12 win quarterback this year. But at the same time, I don't see Trey Lance being the guy right now. I feel like if Trey Lance was the guy, Jimmy would be gone. Especially with training cap about to come up, you know, you want to instill confidence in your quarterback. I think that's one thing the Bills did really well with was, you know, when Josh Allen came in. They got rid of Tyrod, and they said, this is your show. We're going to grow with you no matter how hard it comes. And the first couple years, it was rough, and then it got a lot better. And I think with San Francisco, the problem is is they're too afraid to really hand the keys over to Trey because they're not confident in what he can do. So I think Jimmy will be the starter, and I think they'll go 10-7, and seven, and then they'll move on. I think he's got one year left. And then I have yep. Seattle at 3-14. Uh, Drew Locke is – this is his last chance to not become a backup quarterback. Um, yep, for the rest of his career. For the rest of his career. Uh, don't think he would be a bad backup quarterback, uh, but if he wants to still be a starter, this is his last chance. Uh, he's got DK and Tyler Lockett to make him look a little better. Uh, you know, Chris Carson at running back, the line's not great. Defense is a skeleton of what it once was. So they're going to have a lot of problems. And I think three games might even be a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I had them too. 
But uh, <clears throat> I want to touch on something. Uh, the 49ers, like you said, I have them 12 and 5. So I just want to kind of bring this up. Uh, I do kind of agree with you. I, that is, I'm picking them to go 12 and 5 with Jimmy G. I don't think they're sold on Trey Lance. I'm not either. But I think that this is Jimmy G's last year with them. They're going to, he's still, he's going to have a 12 and 5 record, but yet, He's one of those quarterbacks that's just so weird. He's going to go 12-5, and five, possibly win a playoff game or two, and he's still going to lose his job. Like, it's, sorry, yeah. it's just going to happen. I could see him being the quarterback of the Detroit Lions next year. Yeah, the Lions, maybe the Seahawks. Yeah, a bridge. He'll be a bridge quarterback somewhere. Yeah, for um, sure. All right, so moving on, Kendall. NFC North predictions. Um, <clears throat> time to piss Jake off. Time to piss Logan off. Uh, so we'll let you start. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance to Jake, Logan, possibly Trenton if he's watching. I don't know if he's gonna watch or not, but um I have the Packers and the Vikings tying with both going eleven and six, but I think the Packers will own the tiebreaker over that. Um <clears throat> even while losing Devontae, the Packers still they're gonna have a decent, at least decent defense. And they still have the offensive line to protect Aaron. I just think they're going. They're definitely going to take a step back because Devontae is just a huge loss. Like you just can't sugarcoat that. But I think Aaron Rodgers just by himself can still win that division. Like wouldn't say easily, but he doesn't really have to go out there and completely try, and he could still win the division, in my opinion. But. I am high on the Vikings this year. I think they're going to give the Packers a run for their money and time. And I think Justin Jefferson takes another step. Could possibly be seen as the best receiver in the NFL after this year. Maybe. I think him, Devontae, Cooper Cup, those are your top three, whatever order you want. I think Jefferson takes another step. Could be at the top just based off stats. David Cook bounces back, stays healthy, has a good year. Defense takes a step up. Kirk Cousins has just got to be what he is, and he can lead that team to 11-6 and six with the other two teams in that division. But I have the – so I have them, the Packers, both 11-6, and six, and I have the Bears and the Lions both 5-12. and 12. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Fields is ready quite yet, but I also think he is the Bears' best option by far. Like getting rid of Andy Dalton, getting rid of Nick Foles is probably a very good thing to let Fields go out there even if he struggles with having not so good weapons because they have Mooney, they took a shot on the kill Harry. Like their weapons are kind of and yeah, their weapons. <laughs> well, I mean, they only gave up a seventh. It's just kind of whatever. But I think just let Fields go out there struggle because even if he struggles, he's going to see an NFL defense for seventeen weeks. He's going to see different looks come at him. He's going to be able to adjust to where whenever he does get enough help, he could possibly be good if he can take a step up in his mind, like reading the defenses. That's still yeah. something he needs to work on for sure. And then the Lions, they're heading in the right direction. I think that they had a very good draft, very good offseason. They're so close. I'd give them another year or two. Dan Campbell, I think, is a good coach. I don't think Jared Goff is their quarterback. I think he's – but he's just kind of like a bridge for another year, maybe two. But they're building a good roster, the Lions are, and I think that they're going to be able to compete within the next two or three years. But 
not this year. They they're too young, but they're heading in the right direction. All right. Well, I have the Vikings winning this division at twelve and five. Very um, easily say it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think they're the better overall team. I think they're just going to go out there and they're going to play their game. They're going to play how they're so multidimensional on offense. They can beat you in the air. They can beat you on the ground. Um, kind of like a week by week thing. Yeah, they're just solid everywhere on the field. So I think them being just consistently solid, kind of like the Colts in the AFC South, consistently solid the whole year. They'll they'll win it. They won't have much problems. Uh, then I have Green Bay at eight and nine. Um, they're they're going to be so one dimensional. They're going to be one dimensional on offense. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to pass out of the backfield. And Aaron's going to struggle consistently unless Sammy Watkins has a career resurgence to get the ball down in the field. Uh, they're going to have to play in front. If they go behind, it's going to be hard to get back quick. They're going to struggle late in games getting down the field. Um, the defense will help them a lot. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if some injuries happen to that defense, which it seems like it does every year, you're in a tough spot. Then, following them, I have the Bears at 5-12. and 12. It's kind of like with the Bills, with, you know, Josh Allen's second year with Justin. Just go, let him go out there and, and just fucking do the damn thing. Let him throw. Let him fail. Just believe in him and let him, like you said, read an NFL defense for 17 weeks. I, I guarantee you next year they'll be a lot better. It but, would be better for Justin Fields' career if he goes out there and he throws 30 picks this year than to just sit the bench. It'll be much better for his career. Uh, the defense is just a skeleton of what it once was without Mac, um, And they were struggling with Mac. Darnell Mooney, I think, is going to have a good year. I think he's going to be their obvious wide receiver one. But uh, you just don't know with that team. They're not built to win a lot of games right now. And they're going to struggle to score some points. Yeah, they need they need an overhaul. They they need a they need a culture build, and it's going to take some time. So, Matt Nagy's still there, right? No, he's he no, got fired. Thank God. They, they okay, hired. I was about uh, to say. They hired uh, Matt Eberflus. The oh def- yeah, the old Colts defensive coordinator. Yeah. So with Eberflus back in, it, you see how the Colts defense is. So I think he can get the Bears defense there. Um, yeah, I think he can have the Bears defense being able to compete. They're just going to struggle to score. Yeah, Matt Matt is getting a pretty un, you know with most first year coaches they don't get the potential franchise quarterback already there. They're having to wait and go draft one the following year. So he's kind of coming in in a weird spot. And I think the Bears could compete two three years down the road, like you said with the Lions. I think the future of this division is in the Bears and the Lions. It's not in the Vikings and the Packers. Yeah. So, with that being said, finally I have the Lions at three and fourteen. I just don't think they make too much of a step. I think they'll be more competitive, but there there's just not many games where they're going to go in being better than the team they're playing. Um, I agree with that. They're going to have to go in and upset a lot of people, and it's just going to be a long season. I think if, like you said, they stick. If the Lions organization will just stick and hold course for another year, I think next year they'll be a lot better. They just need that quarterback. And I think 
three games could easily become four, five, six games based on how Jared Goff plays. I think he is what makes that team lose a lot of games or win a lot of games. So it's really going to be up to him. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you said with the the Packers. Uh, I have them. I have them going eleven and six, but I think it's because if they the way that they're going to have to play this year, they're going to have to they're going to have to take the ball first. They're not. Gonna, they do not need to defer. They need to take the ball. They need to go score, and they need to get up by a touchdown and get a stop. And so that whenever they get the ball back, they can just run with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, keep, rotate them, keep them fresh. And then they're going to have to just run, 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 play action, run, play action. They're going to have to play like that. And I think it's going to be – I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to make it work because teams are going to start stacking the box. And then he's going to get – even though their receivers are not good, he's going to get one-on-ones that he could possibly like. And I think Aaron Rodgers himself is talented enough to make it work. But I just – I kind of see a similar result in the postseason. I just – I don't see him doing anything after the regular season. Yeah. Man, if I'm if I'm playing defense on the Packers, I'm just bending, don't break, make them beat us deep, yep. like cover three the whole fucking game, stack the box in third and short. And you're, just, literally, you're literally just playing dink and dunk because that's what they're going to have to do. Yep. And it's sad because we all know Aaron Rodgers has the arm to be able to throw it deep down the field. He just doesn't have the receivers to do it with. Yep. I mean, he lost the best receiver in the league in Devontae, and he lost – his deep threat, Mark, has about his scaling. Like, uh, they're going to struggle. Well, a NFC East, the weirdest division in all football, it seems like, every year. Um, this year, no different. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So, you can go first on the NFC South. But. All right. So, NFC East, um, I got the Cowboys winning it again. <clears throat> At twelve and five, I think even while losing Amari, they're they got a good young defense with Mike Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, a few other draft picks that they had last year might step up. Um, Cowboys got a young defense that could take the ball away and give it back to Dak. And even with losing Amari, he's got CD, he's got Gallup, he's got Dalton Schultz. I think Tony Pollard takes a step up, another step, and I think him and Zeke become a 50-50, kind of like a Chubb and Hunt, or at least they should be because Pollard has proven to be more explosive than Zeke at Zeke's point in his career. But I think Zeke at this point in his career also works well with Pollard to be the thumper so that Pollard can come in and explode, like take the hits for Pollard to come in and just call up the defense. So I I think the Cowboys are going to be very good this year still. And then I have the Eagles at 10-7. They made a lot of good offseason moves. Um, I think they went 9-8 and eight last year. So I got them one more win. Um, I think their roster's there. I just don't – I am personally not a believer in Jalen Hurts. I don't think he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. He struggles reading defenses from what I've seen. He makes too many mistakes. Uh but I think the roster is good enough to get them ten and seven and have a winning record, have a good season. Then I have the Commanders, third place, six and eleven. Um, defense is solid. They got a good pass rush. It's the same. It's just the yeah. same as last year. Yeah, it's the same thing except you got Carson Wentz now. I mean, he's not great. He's it's Carson Wentz. So 
I got them at six and eleven. And then last place, I got the Giants four and thirteen. I know you're going to disagree with that very heavily, <laughs> but Daniel Jones is not good. Uh, their receivers, yeah, Kenny Galladay, kind of old, washed up, injury prone. Kadarius Tony hasn't really proved anything other than one good game against the Cowboys last year. I think Saquon is a shell of himself, what he used to be. <sighs> they lost their defensive coordinator who is not a defensive coordinator of the Raiders. And I don't know. I think the Giants are just going to be a very struggling team. I don't think they have enough pieces there to really do anything. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say that we agree for the most part, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> my winner of the division is the Eagles at 13-4. and four. I believe in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think young quarterbacks that have trouble reading defenses need time, and I think that the Eagles' offensive line healthy will give him the time he needs to really sit back there and make good decisions <clears throat> and allow his legs as a fail-safe. And when he's not having to rely on his legs, that makes them so much better because then he they can start using it strategically. They can start putting it into the offense not as a – more designed than last year where it seemed like sometimes he was just running with the chi- like a chicken with his head cut off because he just had to. Um, their defensive line's fantastic. Their secondary's fucking awesome. Their, their roster is great. Yeah. The, the linebacking core is going to have to put some work in. Uh, and, you know, A.J. Brown's going to be good. Dallas Goddard, I think, is a top five, arguably top five tight end when he's on. Um, probably five, if not below that. But I just I think they can I think they can pull it off. I think there's so many targets in this offense to where Jalen Hurts has to be average or decent, and they can win 13 games. Um, I think especially with the bottom of the division not being the best, uh, and they're just going to be able to load points, and their defense is going to save their ass a lot. They're going to be able to play in tight games and get short yardage situations a lot, and I think that's what's going to propel them in that division. Them and the Cowboys are, I think, are just going to beat up on those other two teams. Yeah, I have I have the Cowboys at twelve and five. Um, they haven't made too many changes to their team besides getting rid of Amari Cooper. The team is the same; is still the same core unit. It's just yep. last year they had injury problems. Can they stay healthy all year? You know, it's the, it's the same shit with the Cowboys every fucking year. Can they stay healthy for the whole year? Have we seen it yet? No. Will it happen? Probably not. Uh, but we'll see. Washington, I have them 7-10. and 10. Um, I think with such a young offense, with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, uh, the, well, J.D. McKissick isn't young, but, you know, with Terry, like – they need some freedom. I think with Ron Rivera, you know, he keeps a pretty tight ship. And I think that could turn to some problems with Carson because Carson is such a really just throw it all on the line, like risk it all to hell kind of he, quarterback. He, Carson Wentz is going to give you all he's got. I will say yeah. that. So I think, but I do think with Carson coming in and just putting balls to the wall and just letting it fly and let the dice roll, that it could end up being a really good thing. Um, the defense, especially with the defense that well, defense is going to keep them in the game. 
It's just going to be on Carson. To, has he learned from last year? Okay, I need to make a couple more better decisions and see what he can do. Um, I think they could go. They could be really bad or they could be really good. We just don't know. We don't know what Carson Wentz we're getting. Uh, and I think that's with a lot of teams. True. Quarterback plays so important nowadays that you could be getting your quarterback could win you five games or he could lose you five games. Your your quarterback in today's NFL could make or break your season, which is yeah. kind of why I have the Packers still winning their divisions because they have the the best quarterback the last two years back to back MVP. Um, underneath Washington at five and twelve, one more win than you is the Giants. I personally am a Brian Dable believer because I've seen what Brian Dable has done with Josh Allen. Josh Allen coming into the league was a uh, inaccurate gunslinger that made bad decisions. And by the end of it, when Dable left, he's a top-tier quarterback in the league. Now, do I think Daniel Jones is going to be the top 10 quarterback next year? Probably not. Do I think Daniel Jones is going to take a major step forward under Dable? Yes. And I think he's going to take such a step up that they might not have – I don't think they renewed his fifth-year option, but I think they're going to go out and try to extend him. I think I think Daniel Jones is going to prove to the organization that he can play under the right system because if you look at the coaches he's had since he's came to the league, he hasn't had a fair shot, kind of like – Sam Darnold, in a sense, but I think Daniel Jones, unlike Sam Darnold, is going to execute given the opportunity. I can agree that Daniel Jones hasn't had a fair shot up to this point, but I, <clears throat> I, I, I do like the Bills' old Bills offensive coordinator, who's now the Giants' head coach. Or I do like him, but I just don't. I don't think Daniel Jones has enough talent inside of him in order to take that step up. I think he lacks decision-making. He lacks arm strength. He lacks the accuracy. I don't know. I think he'll be a backup in next year. That's how I kind of look at Daniel Jones. All right. Well, my favorite division, the NFC South. You're going you're to like my, my – I got the Saints going 13 and fucking four. Okay. All right. Well, um, I ain't got him going that good. But. Okay. I think the first six games, I think Kamara's going to get suspended six games. I fucking hate Alvin Kamara most of the time anyway, so fuck him. Uh, I for, think for some reason, Saints fan just yeah. wants to trade the best player. I personally think that the Saints are going to go out and sign a pass catching back in training camp once they do figure out how long the suspension is. Um, We have a new coach, Dennis Allen. Um, I'm not really worried about it. He's a defensive coordinator. He's going to stick to the defensive side of the ball. That's what he's going to do. Um, offensively, Pete Carmichael's offensive play caller. He's been the offensive coordinator for the Saints since Sean Payton got back there since his first year in New Orleans. So Pete Carmichael calls a similar offense the year that Sean Payton was out because of Bounty Gate. Carmichael called the plays for the whole year, had a great year that year offensively. So – the offense isn't going to change much. I think that's one thing people need to know is just the Saints are going to play the same style of football they've been playing. Um, I think Jameis healthy with some freedom in that offense to just throw it because we ran the ball more than anybody in the league until Jameis got hurt. 
So I'd love to see them just give Jameis some freedom and just throw that motherfucker. You might throw 20 picks. Okay, we'll go throw 40 touchdowns. I don't care. Um, just give them some freedom. Throw some teams off. We do have a tough division, I think. But the defense is going to play at its same level. I think Chris Olave is going to have a great rookie year. Michael Thomas hopefully will be back. If he doesn't come back by week one, like, God. If it was like baseball, just DFA his ass. But <laughs> trade him. Yeah, just fucking trade him for a seventh. Call it a day. Just be done with them because it's annoying. Um, under them, I have the Bucks at 10 and 7. There's just got to be a fucking point where they start to decline, you fucking <laughs> think. He is not – Tom Brady is not fucking immortal, and he's getting fucking old every year. Tom Brady's old. Tom Brady's old. Like, fuck – this is the fucking year, damn it. This well, is the fucking uh, year. They've been saying that ever since, it, like, 2016. Yes, I know, but damn off. it, this is the year. Uh, I don't know. Okay. The fucking <laughs> Gronk connection's gone. I'll have to say it to believe it, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope they don't beat – we beat the fuck out of them until the playoffs every year, so I'm True. not worried about that. There's two of their losses right there. It's the New Orleans. <laughs> so I'm not worried about that, but I think they'll still win 10-7. and seven. They'll sneak in the playoffs as a wild card team, um, and they'll be – and they'll they'll probably still be similar. It's just they have a tough schedule this year. They play some really good teams. So I think Tom Brady's not just going to become a shell of himself, but the games get quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. So I guess we'll see what happens. Third, I have the Panthers at 6-11. and 11. I personally feel like with – um, fuck – What's his name? Quarterback, Browns. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, there we go. I think Baker Mayfield, pissed off enough, comes into this team and plays really well. Uh, I do think six six to eight games is their ceiling. Um, And I think one of those is a free win, essentially, because I think week one, Deshaun won't be playing. And Baker's coming to playing Cleveland pissed off, and they're just going to run through them. And then they're going to come back to reality a little bit. But I can see Baker being good, you know. I'd say this is essentially the end of the Sam Darnold era. So, bye, Sam Darnold. You weren't that good anyway. Defense is good. I think the defense will help them win some of those games. But And then following them, have the Falcons at 4-13. and 13. They're just they're, – they're in a rebuild. Mariota's a bridge quarterback. Um, he's not going to be the Mariota of old. He's not going to go out there and win 10 games, I don't think. They're, they just don't have the star power around him. I think he's capable and has the talent to go out there with the right team and win some games. But when you're when Kyle Pitts is all you have, and essentially your your best receiver suspended for the year, Calvin Ridley, your yep, second best receiver, game. your second best receiver and Russell Gage is in fucking Tampa Bay now. Yep. So I just they're gonna struggle on the offensive side of the ball. They don't have the defense, they don't have the offensive line. That's all I gotta say. Yep. Okay, so <clears throat> I completely disagree with you about Tom Brady. I think until I see it, Tom Brady is top five minimum, very minimum quarterback in the NFL. And he is it's just Tom Brady. Like I think the Bucks go fourteen and three, one of the best teams in the NFL. They're, what the fuck? Yeah. God Dude, bless. They're good. They 
they had a tough schedule. I I realized that, and I have them winning a lot of close games because again, because of Tom Brady, and I don't, their roster's still there. I mean, so they're, they're losing to the Saints twice and one other team. Right? I got, I had them splitting to the Saints. Oh fuck! I had, <laughs> I had them splitting to the Saints. I don't remember. I think losing to the Rams and one other one other game. But anyway, at number two in the division. I have the Saints, and I am a believer in the Saints this year. I think y'all's defense is going to be absolutely legit, especially at home inside that dome. Loud crowd. Loud crowd. You went out and you signed Marcus May and Tyron Matthew, as much as I hate him. Uh, Probably the – if not the best, one of the best safety duos already, and they haven't even played a snap together. Like, that's how good they're going to be in the back end with y'all's linebackers and pass rush that y'all have had for the last five years. Like, that defense is going to be what it is and take even a step up than that. Like, I think y'all's defense is legit. Only reason I have y'all 11 and 6 is because there's a lot of question marks on that offense. But when Alvin Kamara comes back, he will help. And I think Michael Thomas does need to be traded for something. Just get something out of him. Uh, we got Jarvis now. Fuck him. Trade his yeah, ass. Y'all got y'all got Jarvis. He can do the exact – he obviously won't put up the same numbers, but he can fill in the role that Michael Thomas does. He's a possession receiver. Michael Thomas and a second-round pick for Tony Pollard. Dallas you, hit my line. There you go. Whatever. Just get something. Um, I think Jameis will be the quarterback. T- Taysom Hill is going to be a good tight end, I think, now that he's going to be a full-time tight end. And then I am also a believer in the Panthers. I have them at eight and nine. Um, anybody who's known me for the last few years, probably everybody who's watching this podcast, um, they know that I've been very up and down on Baker Mayfield. I'll be the one to admit it. Um, he came in. I really liked him. Uh, he took a step up after his rookie year. Uh, he had a great second half his second year in the league, if I remember correctly. And then last year – I know he was hurt, but um, he. Whenever I say that he was bad, he was like he was bad, like he was holding the Browns back, and I think that's why some of our friends, especially, think that I'm. I go back and forth on Baker's because I know that if any other quarterback was having those injuries, they would still get held to the same standard. So I'm going to hold Baker Mayfield to the same standard. If you're playing, that's how I'm going to judge you. And at times, there's no denying, in my opinion, that he was holding the Browns back. He was costing them games. So I think now that he's out of that situation, going to the Panthers, I do think he is going to be doing good like his second year in the league with DJ Moore, with Robbie Anderson, hopefully CMC could stay healthy. And they have good, very, very good young talent on that defense. So – I think that team could compete with a lot of teams, but I have them at eight and nine, possibly losing a lot of close games. I think they're going to be better than what people think. And then the Falcons, pretty obvious, they're rebuilding. They're going to go four and 13. Mariota, bridge quarterback, not the answer. There's a lot of holes on that roster. Yep. All right. Well, so looking at mine, so with this year, there's three wild card teams, right? Yeah. So. You got your three division winners. So I'm just looking at my list right now. So Raiders, Bengals, Colts, Bills, um, Chargers, Ravens, and the Titans. That's who I have in the AFC. My, 
my AFC teams, one seed, Bills, two seed, the Raiders. I had the Ravens, three seed, Colts, four seed. Then my three wildcard teams are the other three teams in the AFC West, so the Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs. I have all four teams making the playoffs in our division. And that was the hot take I was going to touch on from earlier. I think that the Bengals have it like a Super Bowl hangover, kind of like what you talked about. They're going to lose a lot of close games, have a tough season, losing to some field goals possibly. I, I think they were just – they're a good team. Do not get me wrong, good young team. They caught fire at the end of the year at the right time. They kind of rode that momentum. So I think their expectations are going to be through the roof, and I just think that they underperformed just a little bit this year, and they're going to just miss the playoffs. But the AFC is so loaded that anything could happen, bro. Well, so then I'll start on the NFC yeah. if you want me to. Okay. Go ahead. So obviously I'm big on the Bucks again. So they're my one seed. <clears throat> uh, then I got the Rams two, Cowboys three, Packers four. I had the 49ers as my five. So Packers, 49ers again in the playoffs. So Aaron Rodgers goes home again to the 49ers <laughs> pretty much. <clears throat> then the Saints were my sixth seed, and I had the Vikings at my seven. And I have the Eagles just missing the playoffs right behind the Vikings. So I have two teams from every division except for the NFC North. So I have the Saints, Eagles, Rams, Minnesota, and then the Bucks and the Cowboys, and then Arizona. And the Bucks and the 49ers are both tied at 10 and 7, and some kind of tiebreaker will have the Bucks going in over the 49ers. So, that is our NFL season prediction. Should we give our Super Bowl predictions too? Yeah. Who do you got, Kendall? Oh. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Who's going to be? <clears throat> All right. I've never in my life picked my own team, my favorite team. But I feel like if there was any year in my lifetime that I had the right to pick them, it is this year. So, I'm going to go Raiders and – out of the NFC, I will have the Bucks, and I think that the Raiders will win again. A little, little bias there, but as I said, if there's any year for me to pick the Raiders in my life, it's this year. I've never done it because we didn't deserve to get picked, but we're going to be a good team this year. <clears throat> and I think Tom Brady's career went up like this, tuck rule against the Raiders, and I think his last game, he is going to lose to the Raiders, kind of a karma situation. And he's going to go back to the retirement home for good this time, and he's not coming back. Well, my AFC prediction for the Super Bowl is going to be the Bills. Yep. Um, I just, I'm a Josh Allen fan. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, James Winston. The Bills are, are going to be guys. A- Bills are going to be a very tough out for anybody they see. And then I think, honestly, I think in the NFC, just looking at it, I'm going to say the Rams make it again. Um, I just – I can see any of the other teams. I can very well see the Saints winning 12 games and losing the first round. I just – it's how my team goes. The playoffs are not our time to shine most of the time. I just I think LA is that team that it's not going to be as a it's not going to be as dominantly as they did last year. You know it's going to come down to you know every team has to have luck to get to the Super Bowl. Every team does. Yeah. But 
I think Bills, Rams, Bills in the curse. They fucking win a Super Bowl. Finally. Very and easily see it, man. They go from there. <clears throat> what are they in their team? They lost four straight. Is that four the only straight? Four they, yep. Yeah. They, that was the only four they've been to, right? Yeah. So, so they're oh they're zero and four, four in their team's history. Yeah. Well, next year predictions are set in stone. Um, so I know mine are going to happen. So those are like if you're a betting person, bet on mine. No, um, you might want to no. shade bet me. Actually, you might make more money if you shade all of my predictions. Um, but we're going to move <clears> on <throat> to something that I'm kind of curious to see my, what we have to say about. My predictions were not predictions, by the way. They were just spoilers. Facts. <laughs> Paul Heyman line right there. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go – we're going to go into something that I'm excited to see what we have to say about um, QB tier list. So I'm going to share my screen real quick here. Have you made the have, – have you made what the tiers are? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So as you can see, we have – Five tiers. We have elite, franchise quarterback, average, below average, and ass. Ass. So, we're just going to go straight into it. Uh, Our two favorites are the first two. Yeah. So, Jameis. Um, I personally think average. Um, I, I would say average. He gets the job done. He does what he has to do. He doesn't do more. I think this last year has kind of put him from below average to average. I showing that he isn't that. going to throw 30 picks. Okay. Derek Carr. He is a franchise quarterback. I'd agree. He Mac is Jones. A, Mac Jones. Um, I'd put Mac Jones in average. Yeah, I would say average or below average. Um, I wouldn't say below average as in Mac is bad, just in comparison to everyone else in the league. But I'll go with average. So later in the tier list, if we find something, we can we can adjust. go back. Yep. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, just something to see here, real quick, with Drew Locke. I don't know what the fuck his face picture <laughs> looks like, but Drew Drew Locke is far from black. That is not Drew Locke. Yeah. So Baker, uh, this color has changed, obviously, and Sam Darnold won't be on this list. So, um. I would think for now Baker should be put in below average, but I think this upcoming year, I think he's going to move up to the average category. I, I think he has something to prove. Yeah, so we'll go with that. Sam Darnold. We'll go with below he, average. Ass. He's he's ass. He's ass. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Um. Uh, I would still say he has he he has. Still, stuff left to prove. He has not made the playoffs just yet. He hasn't won a whole lot of big games. Um, I'd still put him in franchise quarterback. I know a lot of people like to put him in elite already. Uh, but I, I feel see, like there's no way. I think he's elite. I think his arm talent is top five. Um, just pure arm I talent. Think, I think that team has just had too much talent the last two years to two years ago go like six and eleven, and then last year not not make the playoffs either. Yeah. Well, what do you want to do? Flip a coin? I, to me, there's just no way Justin Herbert is an entire tier better than Derek Carr. That's See, I, I personally feel like he is. I, 
I don't think so. I think I think Justin Herbert and Derek Carr have similar skill sets, but the fact is, is Justin Herbert's in year three and Derek Carr's in year eleven. I say we just need to put Justin Herbert at franchise quarterback because I, <laughs> I, I agree. Like I think he can become an elite quarterback this year, but I think as of right now, this moment, he's a franchise quarterback. I'll give you that one, okay? Just yeah. for your ego. Just so you yeah. know that Derek no. Carr isn't better than Justin Herbert for now. Uh, he is. But anyway, move on. To us, elite. Uh, we're going to put him right there. Elite arm talent, man. He can make any throw on the field. All right, well, um, <laughs> I think I'm about to just uh, head out on this. <laughs> no, I I'm think, hard enough. I think Tua goes right down here. Uh, he ain't ass yet. He hasn't done enough to be ass. Uh, but he's he, he's fucking. He's close. got enough I accuracy. Put him right there. I could put him right there. <laughs> yeah, I put him right there. I um, think he's got just enough accuracy in him to be below average. Drew Locke. Um, ass, <laughs> ass. Oh, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, oh, this is gonna be a. I'm trying to decide. No, he's I'll either. I look at either. these quarterbacks. Okay, he is not better than either one. I don't think he's better than him. No, he's at his level. I think he's a little he's worse, worse than, than him. Right now. He's worse than yeah. him. So there's no way. That he's not a below average. Let's put him. Let's let's put him below average for now. Because yeah. <clears throat> it's not that he's below average in terms of skill. He's below average. He just he hasn't got there yet. You know. Um, yeah. Kyler. He's a franchise quarterback. I think he's right. I think him and Justin are right there on the edge of elite. But yeah, I'd say Justin Herbert's probably a little closer. But yeah, Daniel Jones. Um, Ass. No. I think he goes right there and below average. Um, All right. Well, you gave me Herbert, so I'll give you that one. But, I think I think by about week six, we're going to know if he's down here. Um, Jalen. I don't hmm. know how you can put Jalen in a tier with Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Kyler. He's not there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to decide between average and below average. <laughs> I think he goes right here. I think he goes an average. But I don't know. If you had to start your team, you'd take him Baker or Jalen? Taking Jalen. I don't know, dude. That, I think Jalen's mobility puts him slightly above Baker. All right. We'll go with it. I'm not even going to speak on this one. I'm not actually. Gonna I might I'm do just, this. I'm not going to comment. Come on here. We'll just do this real quick. No, stop, stop. <laughs> He's not even. No, stop. Oh shit. Okay, Carson Wentz, below average. That's, I don't know. I'm just sitting there. Ass. Like, I'm trying. No, he's he's definitely at least below average. See, that's again. Would you rather have Wentz or Hurts? Hurts. I just don't know. Every in day fan, that ends. I mean, in, in fantasy. 
in fantasy, I'm taking Jalen Hurts, but in, to, as my quarterback, I don't know about that. I think I would rather have Jalen. I think Jalen's more conservative with the ball than Carson is, honestly. I, just, I don't know. I think Carson Carson, has, Carson tries Carson. to make moves that Jalen Hurts can do, and Carson Wentz has no business doing. But but Jalen Hurts tries to make throws that Carson Wentz can make, and he don't have any business throwing them. Okay. Thinking just, here, though, Carson Wentz sprained two ankles on the same play. It's fine. Put him below average for now. Kirk Cousins. I think this man screams average. I think he is average, but <clears throat> I think he is probably the best quarterback that's going to be in the average category. I would agree with that. I think I think that is true. Um, I think you can. I think you can win with Kirk Cousins, but you have you cannot have a hole around. Like I'm talking, win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but you cannot have a hole around him. If there was an above average category, Kirk Cousins would be in there. Yeah. Like if you're, in my opinion, if you if you whenever we do this, if you fall in the franchise quarterback or elite, you can like you can win a Super Bowl with those guys. All right, Matt Stafford. I think he goes in franchise quarterback. He's not yeah, elite franchise. anymore. I don't think he ever was technically elite. No, but. I don't think he was never elite. But Sean, um, I think before he. Missed an entire year. He was an elite quarterback, but I he's not going to be the same after taking a year off, so I'd say he's the franchise quarterback. I think he is what he was trying to get too much of. Ass. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? I'll put him at franchise quarterback, but God knows I by the time he fucking plays again, who knows? Uh, Davis Mills, love you, buddy. Jurass. Yeah, you could put him there. Jared Goff. I would say he's below average. Yeah, he is at the very bottom of below average. Him and Daniel, yeah. I think. Um, Russell Wilson. Franchise quarterback. Okay, I was about to argue if you said elite. Uh, no. Cam no. Newton. Ass. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Why the fuck are they in here? Are they saying he's going <laughs> to... What the hell? Joe Burrow. He's a franchise quarterback. Uh, no. He's elite. No. He has he, elite arm talent. Look, he leads so the team here, on his back, man. Dude. <sighs> Joe Burrow not, is better. Whenever we get... Whenever and, we get to the some of these quarterbacks I'm seeing down here, when in the elite column, he does he's like a tier below them, dude. He's better than the six quarterbacks in franchise right now. I would I think he's better than it's all but one, and there's an argument for a second. Who? I would say Stafford's better than him if you're ranking quarterbacks. And I think Carr and Herbert are kind of right there. All right. We'll go franchise quarterback. I mean, but... to, I mean, just being real, like Burrow and Herbert have arguments all the time, and it's just so it, – do you want a winner or do you want, like, the talent? Like Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think you can put him in ass yet because this is nope. really only a second opportunity. 
I think he's below average. Yeah. And I would also like to go ahead and make, make a suggestion for a change. I think Baker Mayfield, now that I'm seeing these guys, needs to be pushed up to average. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We'll move him up here. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Below average. Him and Tua need to be on the exact same tier. Zach Wilson. Ass. He's elite. No question about it. Trey uh, Lance. You could, I don't know. We haven't seen enough, so you can put him wherever you want. I'm just going to put him below average. Here, hold on. There's no Jimmy G on here, so let's act like that's Jimmy G. That's Jimmy G, then he's an average. I think he's average, yeah. That, Brian that's Tannehill. Just... Average. Average. Dak. He's a franchise quarterback. Lamar. Oh, here we go. He's not elite. He's a franchise he's, quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Tom. But, but anytime we talk to Logan, he's elite. Yeah. Logan, if you're seeing this, that's what yeah, it should look like. That's what it <laughs> Actually, this is what it should look like. No. Go ahead and move both of those back down. Yeah. Tom Brady, elite, no questions asked. Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is about top of the him he's kind of where Kirk Cousins is. They're probably the best two in that category in the average. Aaron Elite. Elite. Trevor. Average? I'd put average. him I'll put him below average for now based off his rookie year, but I think after this year, he's gonna be average. I think okay. he has a good year. Looking at this, I feel like we should open up the elite tier to the top five quarterbacks. Let's take one out of the franchise quarterback tier and let's move him to elite. But I think I don't know. I think we got that the elite tier right. I think those are the best four quarterbacks in the league and I don't I don't think there's another quarterback on this tier list that can compete with those like not compete in games but they can't make an argument to be better than any of those guys. Well I will say this guy was in the Super Bowl last year. But okay but there's a two time back to back years MVP there's Tom Brady then there's Patrick Mahomes, and then Josh Allen is obviously better than Joe Burrow. Like, Yeah, but I think Joe Burrow, the only – like you said, I think Matthew Stafford, you know, if Matthew Stafford was 26 or 30, he'd be up here. I think Stafford has a better argument than Burrow because, I mean, he won the Super Bowl. Um, But – I, we need to leave it. We need to leave those four in elite. But I am down to like debate who's the fifth best, if you want. Fifth best is this guy right here. I think you could fifth, argue him. It's those two. Uh, and Lamar would, is six or seven. I would think that Lamar is like closer to ten. But anyway. I think as of right now, Stafford's probably the the fifth best. But I will say, I think he has a a blessed situation to say the very least. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow did a lot more with a lot less. Not saying that anybody on the Bengals is bad, but I don't know, bro. I think we got him right. I think everybody in that elite tier. Can be flip flopped around. Anybody in the franchise quarterback tier can be flip flopped around. 
Yeah. I think um, I, I think this is about right. Yeah, I'd say the below average is about right. You could argue Carson, but yeah, man, I think we got it. So let me get back in here. That's the end of episode two. Um we've made it to two episodes now, so pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm already um, ready for the next one. Yeah, we should have B-Rich back for the next episode. Uh, it should be later this week after the All-Star game, I think, is the goal to just talk about the All-Star game, um, talk about the Home Run Derby, see if our predictions are right from episode one, and then yeah. talk about the second half because it, it's starting right back up and there's a lot of baseball left. And my, up until around training camp, that's the sport we got. Yeah, it might possibly be a, a guest on the next one too. Never know. Yeah. I would. I, I think the goal is to have a guest on the next one. So, we should I think have, we should probably we should probably have a guest like every two or three episodes. Yeah, and but that's all we got. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like answered by the three of us that are highly unqualified to answer them, very very qualified to answer. Um, send them in the comments on YouTube or just let us know, and we'll we'll answer them in the next episode. And uh, we'll see if we piss you off or not. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Everybody drop a like and subscribe to the channel if you're watching. Yes, sir.